Bueller. 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 Podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we have George with us here again. Welcome back, George. Welcome back to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today, we're talking about minute number 43. Minute 43 starts with the Mater D scoffing at Ferris, and it ends with him asking Sloan to describe Abe Froman. He's so oh, he snooty. Notice. He is so snooty. He's always so snooty. The very, very, very beginning of this minute, because uh, Ferris said he would call the police himself, it starts with him going, call the police. This will be a hoot. A hoot. A hoot. I really like the way he says it. My note just says, Archimedes? With a question mark, because... Hoot hoot. What what? Who? What what? I really, really love... uh, His idea of a hoot is vastly different than everyone else's idea of a hoot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He's just like, oh, you're going to call the police? This will be hilarious. This will be a hoot. No, he says hoot like this is going to be the biggest pain in my ass. (sighs) This will be a hoot. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He is kind of exasperated. Yes, yes. He's probably right, too. (laughs) Aw, poor guy. Um, I. So we cut cut to a glimpse of the phone as Ferris is dialing. And I really, really like that uh, we see just him dial the last two numbers, but it's. It's a seven and then a one. I and think then it's the a seven f- seven one. And yeah, I think it, it I, might I was be. looking that up. Is like, is that some sort of like internal like, you know, internal? In which ha- case, how does he know that? Well, yeah, that's, no, no. Here's oh, yeah, how the first he knows. Number, yeah, it's on the button yeah, for the other line. There's one. four lines, and yeah, the first one is is uh, ends in nine seven seven one. So he dials another line from the restaurant so that the phone will ring somewhere else in the yeah. building to get this guy to go walk away. Right. It's very smart. No, like he came up with this on he, the fly. I think he dials the number of this phone so that he knows that he'll be the one to answer it. Uh, well, you think so? Well, because he, I think, I think the phone line that's lit up, the, the, the third one in the middle, the one that's 9770 is the line that he's dialing out on. And I, mean, I think uh, the I mean, one that's, that, that looks up. like it's a line already in use. This is very mm-hmm. complicated. Well, when <laughs> we see it, how far do we get in this minute? We don't see him press the button over. When when the Mater D picks up the other phone and he talks to Sloan, he does pick up the first line that's blinking. Yeah, because then, Ferris dials 9771, which calls in, that line, which mm-hmm. he and has then to go answer, which minute, is the one he is on. In tomorrow's minute, when he clicks over to hear Cameron pretending to be Sergeant Peterson, it's the third line that he presses. We'll keep an eye out for it, but I'm like almost certain that that's the line. So Ferris is tying up two of the phone lines in this building. Because he's on 9770, and then he dials 9771. So he's calling one line from the other. Does that make sense? I think that makes makes sense. sense. Which I like. Oh, I think it's, it's, I just, it's weird that we got nine seven seven one seven two seven zero and then five four two five four two four. Yeah, it's totally different. Totally different. The hold button is very red and aggressive. That was, at the very beginning. That's the eighties. 
Mm-hmm. Please hold. So he he calls the he calls the other line and then it lights up, and the mater D is like, "Give me the phone. I have another call." And first is like, "No." He says, "I've had enough of this horsing around. Give me the phone back." And Ferris's response is, "You touch me, I'll yell rat." Oh, he's so like. Which what the heck? Well, he's. I mean, they're in a really pretentious restaurant. If he yells like rat, like people are gonna panic and he'll cause catastrophe. Oh yeah, chaos. yeah. It doesn't matter if you see one or not. If you yell it, it's like. Yelling fire in an empty theater, that's why there's stiff penalties for doing that if you get caught doing that, because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. People are going to get is hurt. More, this is more like a loss of face. He's like, I don't, like, oh, uh, d- no, no, no rat, no rat, no rat. Yeah, yeah, know. don't do this. He says, there's another phone in this place, find it. Oh, there's, an, there's another phone around here somewhere. That's how he phrases it, I think. Which sounds so snobby. It is, it is pretty I mean, Ferris is like, like growling Ferris, at him. Uh, look at look your at white this. privilege is showing. Oh, <laughs> look at this face. On, look at this expression when he says that too. Like, ah, grits his teeth. I know, I know. Uh, Ferris and, and no, sorry, Cameron and Sloane are both like, what the heck? Like Ferris, you're going too far. Right? Like they're like, we didn't sign up for this part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mater D says he weeps for the future. But it's it's the whole Rooney thing, like that he's going to influence, blah blah blah. blah. It's it's the whole like teenagers. Like, uh-huh, he's really uh-huh. he's being all against teenagers. I right weep now. for the future. Which tells me that at minimum this guy's probably thirty because you know. I was gonna ask like teenagers yeah. never trust anybody over thirty. <laughs> right, exactly. And so that's he's funny. probably like thirty, thirty one. Whether mm-hmm. or not he's in real life, I, that's my like you know headcanon age because. That's that dividing line between, okay, well, you're kind of cool between, like, oh, no, you're an old yeah, guy. Yeah, that seems appropriate. At least for, like, you know, late teens in Chicago in the 80s. Well, it'd also be weird for someone in their mid-20s to be like, I weep for the future about someone who's, like, less than a decade younger. Yeah, it's like, you're not that much older than me, man. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. I'm actually, actually, I, I would be really interested to see how old Jonathan Schmuck was in this movie was made because Alan Ruck is, like, 28, so they're probably pretty close in age. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think, yeah, if this guy's like 30, 32, then they're like, they're like contemporaries. That's pretty hilarious. That that they paint him as like this, like, authority figure. Uh Uh-huh. But he's, but might be. But that eyebrow game is on point. (laughs) (laughs) His eyebrow game is on point. I love it. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. He's very expressive eyebrows. He does. They're so expressive. I... I really like this guy's eyebrows. That's a weird thing to say, but it's just uh, I'm envious of how well he can he can arch them and like manipulate them. I can like sort of raise one of my eyebrows, but I can't do it with the other one very well. Jonathan Schmock was born in 1956. They're actually so exactly the same age. They'd be exactly 30 years old. In this That's moment. amazing. Uh, Cameron is also, or Alan Ruck is also born in 1956. Wow. So they're, they're, the, so they're literally, literally the same, same age. age. That's fascinating. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> but the differences, I know, are, is so like, it's so ridiculous. I don't know. Acting, funny, Acting. makeup, it's wardrobe, a, right? All that stuff. Yeah. It's really amazing. It is. It's really amazing. I like the way that 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 uh, Sloane says, "Like you've gone too far. You're gonna get busted." And Ferris she's pulls the phone. Look out for him. She is. I mean, both yeah. of them are like they don't want to be wrapped up in this if he's gonna get in trouble. They he should says, know better right now. They should know better. They should know better. Yeah, you'd think they've seen... He's probably... He, this probably happens all the time around Ferris. 
I, I imagine that he like worms his way into anywhere he wants and and either people let it happen because he's Ferris Bueller or they butt heads with him and Ferris outsmarts them. Basically. Ferris just gets what he wants. I don't yeah, know Yeah, that's like what he said. That. You know, the whole car thing is like he always, he's just going to keep calling me. So it's going to keep calling mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Don't make me feel guilty. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I, I like how the creepy waiter who checked out Sloan earlier is in this shot, and he looks like Dimitri Martin. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, amazing. He looks exactly like Dimitri Martin. Oh, like he's probably Dimitri funny. Martin's dad. <laughs> Dimitri Martin's dad. I like that. He's yeah. He's like way in the background. He's just kind of like witness to this. I feel like no one else seems to be paying a lot of attention to the three of them. Because it seems like that's like a separate like little foyer. You think so? It looks like it. I mean, it doesn't seem like that far from where they're standing, though. No, it's over by the bar. It's probably in the main area by the bar because, you know, the guy sets two drinks on the thing and then he takes them away. So you've got the old bald bartender oh, right. and the Dimitri Martin's dad. Mm-hmm. Dimitri Martin's dad. <laughs> and then he just gives him his, like, looks like an old fashioned and, like, a, like I don't know, a, something with Campari in it. And then he just, <laughs> you know, does this whole thing. It's like, all right. I'll, so he goes over by the bar. Which obviously is in a slightly more secluded area since you can't see the rest of the the bar from Yeah. Him. He even answers the phone pretentiously. Mm-hmm. He does everything pretentiously. Everything. He just can't help it. Nope. No, he can't. It's pretty funny, though. But I, I love like, how uh, he's about to address Sloan, and then he just turns into a fourth wall break. Just, here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. You, a, you can never go too far. And B... If I'm going to get busted, it's not going to be like a, by a guy like that. Which is a valid, valid philosophy, I think. I think, yeah. I think you know, you got you to know your limits. You got to know your limits. He's prideful, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this situation, it works out for him. Right. I wonder, I wonder if there, I mean, there's got to be occasions where it doesn't work for Ferris, right? I mean, this day in particular just seems to go entirely his way. Well, he did get a computer instead of a car. There you go. I bet you he never lets his parents live it down either. Like, he's that kind of kid. You think so? He just always is like, I want a car. Yeah, I definitely think so. We don't even know. We still haven't figured out, like, if he or Jeannie are older or if they're twins. I think she's older. Why did she get the car? But, But he's graduating. Oh, wait. Maybe she's a little bit younger. I don't know. We don't know. In the script, it it says that she's. Here you go. Here, wait, 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 here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Jeannie's older. Uh huh. She has Jeannie. For some reason, the Bueller's are told they probably won't be able to have another child. Aw. And she has a boy. Miracle baby favorite. Oh. Boom. That's why they treat him the way they do. But. So they're like. Oh, are you just making that up, or are you actually? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I. That's what I think. Okay. Like that's why it's going. That's what's going on. They're uh, they're like like barely a year apart or something. Kid like because he's about way. to graduate and she's also still in yeah, high school. Yeah. So that means she would be a little bit younger than him, but she is at least sixteen because she got a car for her birthday. So maybe she's a year behind. So maybe, maybe they thought that. Okay, so alternate theory. So they're you know kind of coming up in the world. They're struggling. Comes to his birthday, they get him a computer because they can't really afford a car. And then all of a sudden, he gets a big promotion. 
she gets, you know, this really cool series of like, she closes a lot of houses and they're like, yeah. oh, she, we have a lot more money now. And then about that time, you know, then Jeannie's like, I want, you know, she's like, oh, we get you a car. And so while he is the oldest and, you know, now she is like, you know, coming up behind, you know, she gets a car. And so there's just that what sets up the con- the contention between them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she does seem like she's a little bit younger because she's always trying to like, you know, bust him and like catch him out on his stuff. Yeah. And, you know, because I don't think they're twins, but I mean, they can't be that far apart. Like junior, senior, the type they're thing. They're pretty close. Yeah, I think they've got to be really close in age. I mean, I've said this before, but I think it definitely reminds me of like me and my sister. She's like barely a year younger than I am. It definitely has like the genie vibe, in my opinion. If I do <laughs> say so myself. <laughs> oh, it's so. It's interesting. It's a complicated relationship that they have. Yeah, it is, Abe. Abe. Okay, come on, Abe. Titi, bonjour. May I speak to Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago? I mean, I she's like this sexy, she... like, she's like, may I speak to Abe Froman? You know, she like, she like puts a little, you know, puts a bass in her voice and a little lilt to it. She does. She's like, I'm trying to sound like a grown-up woman. Mm-hmm. The sausage king of Chicago. And he's like, Abe Froman, let me check the restaurant. Could you describe so, him for so me? So at what point do you think he's like... Uh, oh, okay. Like, 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 I know, like, in the next, you know, we'll get to it yeah. tomorrow. But do you think at this point there's, like, a dawning in his head? Like, okay, uh, well, hmm. All right, things that are not adding up now. Uh-huh. Like, like oh, obviously there's at, an someone's Abe, asking for Abe. So there's Abe, an Abe Froman in the restaurant. Yeah. So he's either so full of himself, he's like, well, I must have missed him. Where is Abe Froman? Let me look around for him. Yeah. Or he's, he's starting to realize that, you know, things are not what he thinks they like, should be. Like, oh, no. Is, is this kid actually, was I wrong? I don't know. I am, int- I don't know what, t- I don't know at what point he, uh, it starts I know, to I like, think the, as the arrogant as he is, he probably at this point thinks like, okay, where's April Roman? Yeah. You know? and so yeah, I don't think it's until disinterested. she starts describing him. I think it's like the moment she starts describing him, which we'll get to in the beginning of tomorrow's minute that like, he realizes like, things aren't what he thought they were. No, I mean that's that's like the actual like like the the bottom drops out. But like I yeah. kind of like wonder where in his like you know egotistical quaffed brain, the first inkling of of uh oh I may have made hmm. a mistake creeps in there. I don't know, I don't know the delivery of this line when he's like, "Can you describe him for me, please?" Like I still I don't think that there's any any consideration there that like it might actually be this kid that he was just talking to. Yeah, I don't know. This guy. I don't like this guy. He's a hoot. He's a hoot. Uh, Victoria, do you have anything else for this minute? No, I think I'm good. You think you're good? Yeah, I'm pretty good over here. We'll, we'll, we'll see the, the full extent of Ferris's phone gag here. How I, far will he go? How far will he go? <laughs> I think that in the commentary at this moment, John Hughes is like, after this, I had no more phone gags in me. Like, he had exhausted <laughs> every every idea that he'd had for, like, phone tricks. Well, I mean, you can only phone gag so much. Right? I mean, they do they do three pretty solid ones in this movie. Right? You should, you should feel proud. I think three solid phone gags mm-hmm. is all you can ask for. Especially because they all, all three of this. them all three of them work. Yeah. yeah. Um... He's just really, really clever. 
Do you think Ferris plays like Ferris? Do you think that I can imagine like 13 year old Ferris and Cameron like prank phone calling people? Most likely. But they'd be like elaborate. It'd be more than like, is your refrigerator running? Yeah, yeah, I can see this not being. This is not their first rodeo. (laughs) No, no, definitely not. It makes it seem like like that's not the first time Cameron's done that voice. (laughs) No. Well, I think it's the same. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But I think it's the same voice he did earlier. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like his go-to. But it's a different voice. voice. It's a different voice than the the Coughlin Brothers mortuary voice. Right. Reach the Coughlin Brothers mortuary. That's like his own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being silly. (laughs) That's him being silly. If you leave your name and number, we will get back to you as soon as 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 humanly humanly possible. I really love that. (laughs) It makes me... The way he says that makes me think he's, like, not human. He'll get back as soon as humanly possible. Most Undertakers it's, it's probably lurch. aren't. If you've, seen yeah. fa- if you've seen Phantasm, you know that they're not. <laughs> it's just like a lurch type guy. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Guys, we are, we are, we are plowing through these minutes. They're action-packed. Yeah. Yeah. Lots happening. A lot of dialogue. So much dialogue this week. It's a refreshing difference from what, like, what, two weeks ago when we just had, like, half of our week was them driving in the car. Right? It's just like, all right, here it is. Like, this is Chicago. It's very pretty. Look at that building. There's a 7-Up gag. <laughs> there's, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. George, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Gary. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I think, uh... I think that's it for this minute. Would you like to let people know once more, direct them toward a show that, tell them where they can find the Mogwai Minute. Well, you could come find us on iTunes at the Mogwai Minute or come to our Facebook group. It's really easy to join to say, hey, I want to join and we'll let you join. And as long as you're not a, you know, Zimbabwean prince trying to sell us money or sell us Ray-Ban sunglasses, we'll be totally cool with that. Um... Yeah, and then come talk about the movie with us because we're still, you know, we're still chatting about it. You know, this and that yeah. weird things. I, I yeah. like uh, I like the community discussion over on on the Mogwai Minute group page. It's a lot of fun. It's delightfully antagonistic. I I posted a picture of my new Mogwai Minute shirt over and there, and it was fantastic, Gary. Excellent color combination. I I I liked the purple uh, for the um, for the the waveform. So the blue and the purple together. I it's my it's it's one of my favorite new shirts. I, it looks great on you, Gary. You wear it with pride no. and like a boss. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You guys can find us on iTunes as well. Uh, Facebook at Ferris Bueller Minute or the Save Ferris Society is our, our closed group discussion where uh, uh, we, much the same way, discuss a lot of the things that are going on in the minutes and talking about other uh, kind of tangentially related Ferris Bueller content. And uh, we're on Twitter at Bueller Minutes. You can follow us over there to find the links to the episodes and all those things that get posted over there. Come back tomorrow. So we talk about minute number 44, right? Minute 44 of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Save Ferris. Chicka chicka. Chicka chicka.